Welcome to Office 365 Distill. A podcast about Office 365 single night. Hey, Moraine. Actually, you know, I'm kind of fed up with doing that. We need a new start. Do we? Oh, um, okay. um, oh we, we had a brilliant start last time with the French whiskey. Yeah, but we're doing a, a, a Scottish whiskey. So we could do with a, a Scottish start. Eh. We are, man. No, that's a bit... No. No, that's Newcastle. Yeah, that's yeah. no good. Uh, we could do... I'll tell you what. Newcastle. No, no, <laughs> we are, man. <laughs> I'll tell, tell you what we do. We'll do a typical whiskey start, all right? Just like the Williams whiskey adverts. So on the count of three, I want you to lift your kilt up around your neck and go, <laughs> show me your warfare. Show me your Rah! whiskey bottle. <laughs> all right. All right. Now, here we go. Then. Hey, Moraine, episode number 28. Wow. Actually, that felt oh, good. Awesome. We should keep yeah. 28. Yeah. I, I still mm-hmm. get amazed that we're still doing this and still enjoying it. And you've not killed me for being an asshole all the time. Uh, exactly. No, I'm still driving up here and driving <laughs> back. So that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we even discovered today that we got a few really <laughs> raving uh, reviews. We did, so, actually. Yes. Yeah, that was a nice surprise. And, and they were kind of lost in the, uh, yeah. in the so, history. So what happened is that uh, both Steve and me, we don't uh, have any uh, iPhones. Uh, well, Steve has just gone to the dark side because he had to. Yeah. Um, but we we don't do anything with iTunes ever, so we never go on there and check to see what is happening there. And then we found two gloriously, yeah, nice reviews. Absolutely. Um, people saying that uh, somebody saying that that I was a that that I sound like a millennial. Thank you so much for that. And <laughs> also. Not talking about the fact that Steve's an old fart, but saying that he has the, the gift of time the, or something yeah, the like gift, that. The experience of time. Oh, yes, yes. So okay. I'm just an old bugger. Yeah. <laughs> and you're a millennial. <laughs> wow. I don't know what's worse. There's no, certain no. traits around a millennial that I'll have to start seeing whether I can notice. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like always on the phone and... Uh, Ah, well. Something like that. Mind you, the last two podcasts I've been doing sitting down, haven't I? You have. So I'm now going to stand up and get a little bit more energy in play. Yes. All right, cool. So for those that don't know, we actually record this at uh, my offices here in Belgium uh, with the dog by the door. And she's sitting there looking at us through the glass. And I'm fairly sure in a minute she'll bark. She'll go barking. She'll bark. We also think we've been really, really lucky. 28 podcasts and the phone has never rung in the middle of one yet exactly yes because silver's now listening to us going oh let me phone the house phone (laughs) no (laughs) oh well you can always edit those things out so that's true i could but we very rarely edit things like that out that is very true yeah i do a lot of processing just to try and make it good quality and and sound and stuff but you do. That that is absolutely amazing. Every time I listen to our own podcast, I'm always amazed at how crystal clear our sound is. Except that one time two episodes ago where we oh. had all these friends over where the sound was the Christmas just party. Terrible. So sorry, dear listeners, for that. Actually everybody else is okay. It was just us yeah. that was bad. 
But yep. we, we were joined at the hip kind of thing, trying to lean into a microphone because... Uh, yeah. Who cares? Whatever. You know, one in yeah. 28? Yeah, I mean, that's that's still pretty brilliant, yeah? Mm, I think so too. I think it's good. And we do get a lot of feedback about uh, about that. So, yep. But it did make you think about encouraging people to give us more feedback. Yes, absolutely. So um, I'm I'm a I'm an avid podcast listener, so I'm listening to a lot of podcasts, and I always hear people like, "Oh yeah, give us a five star rating, or give us a thumbs up, or give us a something something." So should we should we start doing that as well? Should well, we before like before that? I'd just like to ask: Do you ever give anybody ratings on your podcast when you listen to them? I don't because I use some kind of very weird but free uh, <laughs> Android app. Anything so I'm not using is, Spotify. I'm not using iTunes. I, I just don't want to pay for things that are essentially free. So I don't want to pay the middleman, which is Spotify in this you're case. You're a cheapskate, aren't I you? Am, I am. I you're totally a am. Yes, exactly. I think it's disgusting. Yes. All those poor software programmers that write these programs. I know. And you don't pay them. I know. I really. If somebody has a really good... Um, podcast app that they say look this is really good this will do I don't know automatic downloads of new uh, episodes when they come out and you got a good search and everything is findable there just let me know and I'll be happy to switch over I'll be happy to pay for it as well I just want something that's good and reliable and that I like and then I will also start giving ratings yeah, I think I think it's yeah. something you need to do easy. I mean, I do a lot of audio books. That's where I spend mm -hmm. my time. And whenever I finish a book, I you know the Amazon pops me up with a screen, and I always give it a rating for some reason. Oh, I quite okay. enjoy cool. telling because, people lots yeah. of spoilers. Oh, if you get spoilers. to page thirty-seven, you'll find oh, out who did no. it, and but it was the butler. If you're if you're listening to an audio book, how do you know what page it is? Do they actually say, or do you hear the 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 sound of a page turning, or? In my head, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, but actually, it's what is interesting. Depending on the size of the screen, you get more or less pages. And if you adjust, if you adjust the text from millennial text to old people text, <laughs> then you also get more pages as well. So, yeah. okay, fair enough. No, but actually, uh, it's it's a good thing that you that you talked a little bit about podcasts because there are a few podcasts out out there now that I kind of want to give a little shout out to. Just a little one. Just a little one. So uh, Anna Chu that we had on our podcast yes. two times, she started her own uh, podcast series. No, yes, Anna Chu. She did yes. a new podcast. She and launched also it this year. Another one which I didn't hear yet, but I am pretty sure it's going to be super funny. It's about a few guys hanging out in a bar after a SharePoint thing. Is it really? And it's called The Grey Beard Hat. Somebody has stolen our idea. Yeah, and I was listen I was reading it on Twitter. And I was like, "Hey, that sounds vaguely familiar," but I know Al listens to our podcast as well. But I haven't listened to theirs because I couldn't find it on any of the applications that I'm using. But I'm going to do that very soon. Okay, so Al, wherever whoever you are, send us a link so that we can uh, give you a podcast to listen. Yeah, cool. So those for the shout out. So one insult yep. to Anna Chu and Al to tell him <laughs> that we can't find his podcast. Yes. Brilliant. So, Good work until now. <laughs> yes. yes. I think we should start again. Hey, Moraine, episode 28. <laughs> Woohoo! Woo yeah. oh, well. And uh, we're dealing with little things today. 
We are dealing with little things today. And exactly. this little thing is 10 years old. Yeah, so what you're holding in your hand is a little green bottle, which was it's from fairly expensive as well. It's from a distiller that we've tasted from before that was yes, that amazed us two podcasts Yes, ago. it amazed me so much that I'm getting a bottle. Yes, yes. Twisting so. my arm, arm, yes. No, I think so. Too. Mind you, you get half a bottle. Ah, okay. <laughs> but I'll Fair let enough. you have the bottle. Fair enough, yeah. Yes, so uh, we'll get on to that. We're going to uh, s- not so sunny Scotland at the moment, but we're going to Scotland uh, for our tasting later yeah. today. Um, but I spo- also spoiler to- alert: it's an island. It's an island. <laughs> uh, yes, and anybody that's going to the work to classic, I'm fairly sure that uh, Paul McCartney will be singing about it. Okay. Malifkin Tire. Oh wow! Oh. I'm getting a look from. No, Marine. I have no, no. That this is not my millennial Japanese techno <laughs> noise vibe that I normally surround myself oh, with. Well. But Malifkin Tire. Um, it was one okay. of the famous songs from Paul McCartney. One Christmas in the UK. I'm sure the UK guys are going. What the? Yeah, they all oh, okay, know what okay, I mean. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. But yes, yeah, so the island of Mull. Yeah. It's not a very, very romantic name, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> Where do you come from? Mull. <laughs> but they make great whiskey. Yeah. Yes. So we're going to uh, we're going to taste that a little bit later yeah, on. So I'm that would be really fun. looking forward to that one. I'm very very uh, curious about what it's going to taste like. Ooh, anticipative. Yes. Let's hope the whiskey snob stays quiet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. We said we we're going to do small stuff today. Yes. So so we 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 talk about uh, teams. Yep. In fact, we were talking about it earlier and mm-hmm. about some particular weird problems that we have with it. Mm-hmm. I, interesting enough, I was doing some uh, interviews today for, so, for uh, some positions at, uh, at my client, for the client. And uh, uh, we started talking about the complexities now of rolling out Teams mm-hmm. and uh, MS Teams and how com- more complex it's got in the last year. And we were yes. talking about now how we're starting to maybe see differences between the underlying Office 365 groups and the teams sticking over the top of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, it's becoming more complex in that if you do governance for Office 365 groups, you also need to do different governance for MS Teams because you get additional controls. Yes. Like, you know, private but channels. And so what so your, your way in is coming through groups it's not coming from the business saying look we need something to do better meetings oh sorry about that no no it's a did very i just rain on point. your parade it's a, not at no, all no okay. no, no we use webex so oh yeah okay. <laughs> meetings has got nothing to do with yeah. it at the moment um uh, i i don't know it's a really really good question <laughs> using webex that's not a parade that's fucking burning man <laughs> Burning Man. That's very, no, very true. Sorry. That's been on my list for a long time. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. watching the videos mm-hmm. again this year. Yeah. But uh, uh, we talk about weird. I think Burning Man is weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I lived in Amsterdam for two years, so I know weird. But I believe that is going to be like weird. Did you see those um, those aerial shots from the festival this year? Uh, not not from this year, but I I saw a few from last year. Which oh, is where they had all the laid out and the patterns. Crazy. It is amazing. Crazy. And these people yeah. kind of do it for free. 
and yeah. and the the light bearers, the people that go and light the place up at night. So you go to this festival and then you volunteer, and you basically have a pole along your back, which is about five meters long, and they hang lights off it, and then they go and hang them up on the posts. So oh, at night, when okay, the because cool. in the desert it goes. Oh yeah, really yeah, dark. of course, yeah. So if you don't realize we're talking about the Burning Man Festival over in the desert in California. Somewhere, yeah. It's not the Nevada Ish. desert, is it? Anyway, got no Burning idea. Man Festival. Ah, anyway. Lots of artwork that they yeah. set fire to at the end of the day, so that's so, cool. But we were talking about teams. Yeah, because this <laughs> podcast is about whiskey, so now we're talking about teams. But uh, I was thinking today, um, you know, we spend a lot of time dealing with customers, and um, you know that I spend more time than I'd really like to admit to migrating people across mm. we've talked about adoption um uh and a lot on the podcast and we've talked about adopting for ms teams and sharepoint and OneDrive and the exchange so it's all the go-to things okay mm-hmm. but what about to do what about search what about sway what about i must made a short list of forms what about power platform do you actually Ooh. put a full-blown adoption program in for these things? Do you do a small model? Do you do whatever? And how do you choose which one you want to do first? So it's a these good one. kind of questions yeah, started yeah. throwing themselves at yeah. me. So when you said earlier, hey, what are we going to talk about today when we were busy looking at the tasting notes for the whiskey because that was way more fun? Mm-hmm. Oh, I said, I've got a few ideas. Yeah. Do you want to know about them? And you went, nah. No, nah. it's all good. So here we go. Brilliant. So, yeah. um how do you choose then which of these smaller apps, which, to be fair, I find a little bit more useful and more personable? Personal? Yeah, it, personal. Uh, it depends, of course, of, of who Listen, you're talking stop, to. stop, stop. Yeah, I know no, no, you're no, no, a consultant. I know, I, that, I know, right? no, no. I, yeah, I get I, that, but it's... No, it depends. It's... Now he's silent. He has no. It doesn't know what to say <laughs> now. <laughs> no. Uh, so your question is, which one do you want to roll out first? Well, uh, it's as you said uh, before with the whole agile methodologies. Actually, you roll the first thing out that has the biggest wish or that wants to give the biggest budget to do the first or the the first thing on the priority list that you do first. So okay. Is that, who who defines the priority? customer okay so you're going to trust the customer hey which one would you like to have first what's this thing called office 365 yes lots of applications kind of. Mm-hmm. so customer which one would you like to have first they're going to sit there and go it depends uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> probably probably they're, yeah, going, yeah. they're no, basically okay. going to say yeah, yeah. okay what's your notice period and can you bring in the next consultant yeah. mm-hmm. next consultant please no but but every no, no, every a, now and again, we're just amazed by what customers really want. Oh, no, no, no. We're always amazed by what customers think they want. Yeah. But let's just, just go back to this But I'm also sometimes amazed about how people implement it. But anyway, that's another story. Go, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I forgot. No, no. I was thinking when you were saying that, hey, you know, we talked about them doing the email and SharePoint and Teams, mm-hmm. like kind of the big hitters, mm-hmm. which is, of course, actually, you know, uh, external communications, internal collaboration, and and communication. Yeah. So I guess they're there, but why do that? What if we were to turn it on its head and say roll out to do first? What if what what is the advantages of going? Hey, you're going to Office 365, and we're going to give you a tool to manage your tasks. Would that be stupid? Yes. 
Why? Because not everyone wants to do it. Oh, not, like- there's there's not always a benefit for everyone. Not everyone is wired that way. Um, so is everybody happy to have their email migrated across from the package they've been using for the last five years, ten years? Nobody cares about what underlying technology it is. As long as they can receive email, read email, and send email, that's good enough. Okay, look me in the eye and tell me that's all you need. As long as everybody can open their email, read their email, and send their email, then they're really happy, and that's the whole adoption story. No, no. If you're talking email. about if you're talking about adoption on email, yeah, sure, absolutely. Okay. So Lotus same Notes thing, email. Same thing with SharePoint. If I can find a document, if I can create a document, if I can uh, whatever change a document, that's that's those are the things that I need to do. <coughs> Bullshit. The rest just doesn't <coughs> matter anymore. I <coughs> saw I Crap. saw today Crap. I saw today. Crap. Uh, there's a company uh, at a customer that I was at today and they were doing a file share migration and they migrated the file share to SharePoint into one big SharePoint site and they are just letting the OneDrive sync show it up in the in the um, Explorer, Windows Explorer and that's all they did. No, They're no, not no. talking about SharePoint. They're not talking about anything else. It's just like, oh, your X drive that's now here under this uh, company name, and then you get all your folders there. Okay, so you're done now. Yeah. Okay, you seemed insistent to get to the end of the story. Yeah, so I'll, because I'll that's a weird story. story. I just I like, know. why would you do that? You done now? <laughs> no, no, seriously. Mm-hmm. We've had so many conversations about how important adoption is and change exactly. management. But you're now saying, that's rubbish. As long as I can get to my email, da, 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 that's all I need to do. And then it's an instant success story? It's like the same thing when you were um, when you were working on your last, um, let's say, exchange on-prem, and then you moved to exchange on the cloud. Of course. But there's no I difference mean, to the end user. Yeah. Okay. No, that doesn't mean, that, that, that doesn't matter at all. For my end users. Of course not. That's what I've just said. It's no difference for the end user. Exactly. All right. Yes. But if I'm moving from Lotus Notes to Exchange, which is actually the bigger move for most people when they go to Exchange, that's a kind of huge move. Yes, exactly. So then it's not just about email and I can open my email, I can get my email. But we were both at a customer when they were doing the whole move from Lotus Notes to Exchange. And I can't really... I, there was not really somebody that says, yes, now we're finally at, we're using Outlook. Yeah, oh, I love this tool so much. You know, everyone was just like, okay, well, it boots up a little faster. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah. you could just okay. give them to do. Well, you, of course you can give you to do. You can give, give to do. There's, there's, no, there's no extra cost involved in giving everyone to do. And... The beauty of to-do is you can say, look, you don't have to use it if you don't want to. But if you're already using Outlook tasks, if you're already writing down your tasks, if you're forgetting your tasks, maybe to-do is something that might be useful for you. Okay, so I'm a customer. Yeah. All right, and I say, hey, Moraine, yes, of course I'll pay you $1,500 a day. No problem at all to be my consultant, but I want to roll out to-do first, please. So what would you say? Um, um, wow, that's wow. a lot of money. 
Oh, Good. Well, Consultant. Yeah, first yeah, hint. Yeah. Okay. So it depends on the customer. So the customer says, I want to do that. Do you support no. them? Of course. Yeah, I want to support the rollout of to-do. But under the premise that it's not for everyone. Okay. So let's let's just think and about this seriously. For me, okay. No, no. For me, this is something that you don't need to impose on somebody. I'm sitting down again now, yeah, just yeah. waiting for you yeah. to finish. No, I'm I'm done. You sure? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, well, let me say no. no. Okay, no, no. I'm I'm all good. So, yes. As, while I'm trying to get here, the original question was why? What happens if you don't roll out the big three first? Why mm. do we choose the big three? So, and I guess what you're saying amongst all this yeah. stuff mm-hmm. you've been rabbiting on yeah. about for the last 20 mm-hmm. minutes is that they are the go-to applications that everybody has to use. And they're also the foundation of everything else. Because, for example, your email, if you're not using Exchange Online, you're going to miss out on functionality in Teams. You're going to miss out on functionality to do. You know, you're, you're, full of, you're full of contradiction tonight, aren't you? Because you just said five minutes ago, email is no big thing. I just, as long as I can send email, receive email. Adoption-wise, I don't have to do a 20-day adoption project to move somebody from Outlook 2013 into Outlook Online. Uh, okay. And if you have to do it from Lotus Notes, where the functionality well, doesn't course. match... Of course, because... Okay, so it, let's so stop. We're yeah. changing the subject again on yeah. me. My pretext is, why do we go for the big three first? Because they're laying the foundation and it's the uh, common denominator. So it has something for everyone. But that means that you have a bigger change exercise to do. You have a bigger yes. piloting and, and wave exercise to do. Yeah. You have a bigger... Um, training exercise to do so you have all the work to do which basically means it takes you nine months to a year to get this done yeah whereas if you threw in to do to everybody and only a third of the organization used it and then if you threw in sway and another Mm -hmm. third of the organization use it the rollout is easy to do it's no training everybody starts to get used to office 365 are and they? And, are and they? you don't have the nine-month-long lead time yeah, in. Because not everyone is going to use Sway either. Not everybody's going to use Outlook. No. Well, why not? Everybody has an email. Because the doesn't have an email account, nor does the lady behind the kitchen counter. No, but she probably or he also doesn't need so, uh, to do or Sway or Flow or Power Apps. So high adoption then is all about the number of people that need the go-to application. Hmm, that's a bold statement. But that's what you just told me. You said, I'm doing email because everybody needs it. So therefore, success criteria is based on choosing the application. Yes, and it's easy, as far as I've been told. Have you never migrated anybody to email before? No. (laughs) I've been told it's super easy that there are are super, really good tools to do that. But I've never done that myself. I did a number. I did a number of SharePoint migrations, but I never did an Exchange migration. Wow. Okay. Can we get somebody in on this podcast that knows what they're talking (laughs) about, please? I've had, I've had, I don't know whether I've got a, a go, no go tonight, but there was a no go, 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 no, 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 go, go meeting mm-hmm. tonight. And okay. we delayed two weeks because of distribution groups. 
and Fast Track and Microsoft not managing to get their distribution groups sorted out. So because we didn't have distribution okay. groups, they were being corrupted between Lotus Notes and Exchange. They decided, okay, no, we cannot launch. Okay, okay, okay. So the complexities of it is it is huge. So there has to be okay. value of saying, just a minute, it's going to take me a year to do Exchange anyway or Outlook. Because mm. By the time you get it all sorted out and done, it's, it's a sizable amount of time. If I do the small apps and I do... One small app. How long does it take to roll out to do? 20 minutes. Okay. How long does it <laughs> no. take to advise people it's on its way and no, no, everything else? Yeah. But, but yeah. three If you weeks, want to do it in a, in, a, in, a, in a proper way, let's say... Four to yeah. six weeks? Four to six weeks. So uh, six weeks. Yes. May, but yes. Maybe, maybe. Maybe four weeks. Yeah. All right. And then if I want to do Sway, four weeks? Same. Yeah. Same. So, uh, so we could do that with a number of the other applications, the small stuff. Yeah, except Power Apps and Flow. That will take you like 100 well, gazillion the, the, years before anybody you, can figure it out. I'm going to give you Power Apps and Flow, but no Outlook and no SharePoint. So it will be easy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but see, that's, that's what I've been there saying. There are some dependencies. Yeah. So if you roll out uh, email, OneDrive, SharePoint first, then you've got that baseline that everything else can build on top of but it takes you so long to do that it's the biggest amount of training yeah. and i know i'm playing devil's advocate yeah. here and i yeah. know that everybody else is going dolby shut up and listen to the boy he knows what he's talking about the boy <laughs> you're millennial remember that gives you what i don't know 25 yeah, yeah. or something oh yeah. you wish you were 25 oh man oh i'm not feeling like i'm 25 because i've been Painting one wall and I'm terribly sore at my legs. It's <laughs> terrible. Oh, just one wall. Oh, well. Just one anyway. wall. Painting one wall. Yeah. I think there's something in this. I haven't worked out yet what it is. I have to say. I haven't worked out what it is. I mean, and I I've can't been even about... see what you mean. <laughs> because I just like, think Why that... would you want to... Because uh... people having a toe into something... You can either, it's, it's a little bit like starting a business in the 1970s, yeah? And when you started a business in the 70s, the business model was, hey, we'll build this widget and mm -hmm. then we'll sell this widget and it, we'll sell it just to the people around us, first of all, because it's easy to distribute. Yeah. And then we'll try and grow the market out. Mm -hmm. Okay, and away you go. But then, of course, you know, in 1990 and 2000, the whole model changed and said, hey, we need to make cheap widgets now, all right, but quality... And then we need to flood the market because it's a numbers game. Yeah. All right? Yeah. So what we do today is we do the numbers game. Yeah. We do 500 people at gotcha. a time, might migrate them to, to Outlook. With all yeah. the problems that it goes, the huge communications plan, the huge change control, the training program. And, you, and, you, you know, and once yeah, you start, yeah. you can't so stop. In, instead of saying, okay, now we're going to roll out email to the whole company and then we're going to roll out SharePoint for the whole company. What you actually say is let's roll out uh, Outlook and OneDrive and SharePoint and maybe Power Apps as well and maybe to do as well just for sales team. No, that's interesting. I wasn't even thinking that at all. Oh. I was thinking that you, like, that just, you just, just start just with group. the small apps. Just start and say, hey, there's a new way of doing your tasks now and you can have it on your phone and you can do it on the mobile and it's a great way of you managing and sharing your tasks. All right, maybe it's not mm -hmm. the, the best choice for the organization. But 
Uh, and then you choose another small app, maybe. But you give everybody, maybe there's benefit of giving a toe in the water to the 30% of the people or 20% of the people that will want a way of managing yeah, their tasks. Like, look, we also can give you this as an application. And then yeah. you're actually give, you're, you don't have the headache of suddenly having to do all the licensing for everybody. You don't have the headache yeah. of having to get all of the uh, bandwidth and, and test mm-hmm, the response mm-hmm. times in. Yeah. And uh, nobody's forced to go down that line. Yep. But hey, you've got time to do a reasonably good communications path and say hey, eventually we're going to move the email across to it and integrate it. I, I honestly haven't really thought too much about it because by default we go to email and mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. I may be talking complete crap. I might actually be because I, I, I think that you're talking about it. But well, yeah. if you do a pilot for a small number of people, mm-hmm. why don't you do to do? And actually just let everybody use it if they want to. The pilot is, hey, we're testing the app. They get to see it. They get to log on. All the basic stuff. Yeah, but to-do really excels um, over other uh, task applications because of the integration with Planner and the integration with Outlook. With your flagged emails being shown, with your um, Planner tasks being shown, you're and absolutely right. To You're do is awesome, and that is the reason why I want to use to do instead of whatever else application. But everybody manages tasks in some way today, and yeah, if if it's that integration, how did Wunderlist succeed without the integration when it first launched and started? That that is a tasking application was incredibly popular to the point that Microsoft bought it. And then destroyed it, and then well, actually, created I think it's to the do underlying stuff and, that uh, yeah. a lot of the underlying yeah. technologies is included in those. But uh, so I, don't, I think your argument is wrong. I think everybody manages tasks. Yeah, maybe not in a official way in a task application. Is there or an official on, on way paper? of managing tasks then, or is everybody do it the way they want to? So everybody does it the all, way. All they, I'm trying yeah, to yeah. say is, let's turn it on our head and discuss it. You won't even think about it. You're going, no, you're wrong. We absolutely got to no, do. I'm, I'm not first. saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I wouldn't do that because I don't really see the business value. If a customer says, look, we're these are problem areas that we need to tackle as well because we're trying to drive. Uh, we we need to do better projects, for example. We we really suck at projects and our communications around projects and our projects are always late. Then we could say, okay, then we're going to roll out Teams with Planner and then To-Do. So you're going to go for the big value items every single time. The large numbers of people, the big team that you need to roll it out and the expense. It could also be... If we're just going to take a small application, two of us can do it. Somebody to manage the communications on the existing email system. Mm -hmm. Somebody to, uh, you know, you can do it with two people. You don't have to have a 20-person team in. Oh, no, of course not. You launch the cloud concept... Okay, and the mobile concept with something that's simple and easy to use, and you basically get them into the new environment so that then they get more excited about getting their email in there as well. But now you don't have to worry about the new interfaces or anything else because they've done it on something that is not key to their day to day job. I think I've got something here. I'm going to write a book and change the world. Yeah. <laughs> Do I believe this? As I said, I don't no. know. Is it, it is, the high risk output? Possibly. The upside no, I not. get no, Outlook, yeah. it is the go to application for everybody. 
So I get well, why we do yeah, that. But that's but just, just because email is just the basis of our foundation, of our work foundation. Let me tell but, you, as a, for a man that started work without email, unlike you millennials that have had it since birth, <laughs> okay, yeah. mm -hmm. in, in the early 90s when we had email, we shot ourselves in the foot and became the most unproductive yeah. generation of our time. And I'm not entirely sure it's any better no, now. I know. And, and that is, for if you're really talking about unproductive, that is uh, feedback that I get from a lot of people that really don't want to use a task application. They say, okay, so I've got an email saying that I need to do something. So now I need to write it down that I need to do it. So now I need to do the actual task. Then I have to go back to my task app, say, yes, I did it. And then I need to go back to my email, emailing that person saying, yes, I did it. So that task application in that scenario just adds another layer of complexity. Of so we should layer not of do work. to do then. Let me just rip this up. <laughs> no, 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 I, I absolutely love to do. Um, I actually have to say Belgium, uh, SharePoint Saturday in Belgium, um, Louisa yeah, Fraser yeah. was there and I sat in her awesome session about managing tasks and the, and yeah. the, the use of Outlook and yeah. uh, Louisa, it was, it was really, really good. It actually opened my eyes as to... Yeah how easy some of this adoption story can she be. also has a really cool story on to do. Uh, it's does, a blog yes. post around um, when she goes to speak at an event that she uh, recreates a list with all the tasks yeah. that she needs to do to get prepped for the event. Yeah. And now, I love that. Uh, now, thing. I think that that's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But let's, let's be serious a little bit then. I know yeah. that I've been crapping around here. And, and all honestly, dear customers, I don't think I would accept either that you want to do to-do only, unless you have a really, really good reason. I think I would really suggest, look, you need to try and hit everybody at the same time for lots and lots of really good reasons. Yeah. So let's ignore that for a minute. But let's assume then that we've now done the big three. Mm -hmm. So, and then we want to do something like forms. Yeah. Would you well, turn forms, forms off? Exactly. So forms and to-do are two things that are super low on, on effort that you have to put in and that have super high, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Payback. Uh, yes, exactly. So ROI on forms and to-do, I think is, is like super high so do i i think the return investment for on to do is on really forms. high Definitely so i think that's forms. why you should roll it out first you, <laughs> <laughs> you no, said no, told no. you you were contradictory exactly today. yes no but forms i love forms because i um i had it a few times the last few weeks that somebody uh created a uh somebody even created a sharepoint survey at some point and it was like yeah i'm not 100 liking this oh look here's forms look uh, you just create questions and then you just click on share and you're done and it looks good and you can send it to everyone. You can send it outside of the company as well to external people. You can do it for every small thing because it takes little to no time and it's, yeah, you can just explain it in two minutes and everyone will understand how it works. Excellent. Yes. I thought you wanted to go on and do more. Oh, on. no, no, you no. You seem no. to be no, very no. vocal today, my friend. Very vocal. So I'm just letting you get on. Yeah. I'm going to get all these sound bites and hang them together. Yeah. And then I'm going to start <laughs> presenting the um, uh, the Moraine bot 
on my SharePoint Saturdays. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm going to just sit I there. I just and, need to do like one-liners for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can do all of that. Yeah. I, I, I don't disagree with you about forms. Uh, I have a couple of things that I'm still wanting to test because I'm getting some pressure about making sure that other people can't see somebody else's filling out their form. Yeah, and I have mm-hmm. a feeling that you end up sharing the whole Excel spreadsheet because no, 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 no. It's it's only the form. It's not the back re- the back end results. So nobody gets to see the back end no, results. No. And also, nice thing in forms is that they just recently released a new type of answer that you can give, which is a file upload. So, for example, if I wanna, if I have a page on my website saying, okay, if you're interested in working for my company. Just fill out your details here and then upload your resume. I can now just do that in forms. Do that in Power Apps too. Yeah, but Power Apps, you need to like build it and be working with it for a few days for it to set it up. And you can't really do Power Apps for external people. That is a licensing nightmare. And licensing-wise? Licensing nightmare. And agreed. forms, you can just open up forms for anyone in the whole world. So forms, I have a quite an interesting... I, I have to say, I do mm-hmm. know I need to do some more research onto this. Yeah. But the form itself is stored in an Excel spreadsheet. So you open, you actually say... I know news. that the data is stored in an Excel spreadsheet. Well, I have no idea where the form is actually stored. I know what you mean, that you can go into a document library and say, okay, I want to create a new form. Yes, And that but, then creates a new Excel spreadsheet and runs a yeah. little piece of code I'm not sure how that That's okay. works technically. And then, and then you share the spreadsheet. I and don't that, think I so. Know. I don't think so. But let's, let's then I need to figure go it out. That. Let's figure it out no, later. No, we must no. do that because yeah. I'm, I, it is something that I have not had time yet to, to get down to the details. So no, we'll, no, we will course, come back on that one because no. it's an interesting yeah. one. If that would be the case, if, if you uh, share a form and I would be able to see everyone else's answers that would be a major security risk and then form would be out of the window Uh, for 99 percent of the. that's true and of course microsoft have never ever done anything like that where logically you go of course they won't do that because that (laughs) would not make any sense at all no for example like uh, the recent announcement of saying look don't worry if you're using Google Chrome. Uh, with the next installment of Office Pro Plus, we will just add Bing as your preferred search provider. Yep. No biggie at all. And if you want to turn it off, you have to go and visit every machine and reset the extension. Yeah. That's yes. chill. That's okay. But that is I'm just sure. like, we, we were talking about that a few months ago, about something else that Microsoft said, like, um, yeah, we're going to do this. And yes, then and then just, they change their mind three yes, days later. Exactly. So that's exactly what they're Pur- going to do here Self-purchasing well. licenses. Yes, exactly. For both Power Apps and Flow, and then a few months yeah. later, about Teams as well. Which actually is turning on this week or next week. Mm. So if you have not been in there to do your... Uh, Due diligence and yeah, turn it off. Then, yeah. mm-hmm. Which reminds me, I need to do something tomorrow morning now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think this is one of their, uh, let's see how big the pushback is. So going back to forms, because you say the logic of, uh, oh, they wouldn't do that. So uh, I have a scenario where the license for forms has not actually been rolled out yet. Mm -hmm. But you can still go into OneDrive and a SharePoint library and say, give me a a new form. form. And then when you create the new form, it then says, oh, no, you can't use this because you don't have a license. 
<laughs> okay, okay, okay. But that wouldn't make sense. Microsoft wouldn't do that either, would they? No, that would be ridiculous. But actually, what's more ridiculous <laughs> is that some people haven't turned the license in on for forms. Yeah, why? Because, why would you do that? Ah, oh, and here we come. It, this is where we come back to my point from... Uh, we've done 40 minutes so far. So let's say 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Where the whole adoption and change management story, when you're going to roll out Outlook to a new set of users, mm-hmm. or even Outlook 365, mm-hmm. is a huge communication story. True. So if you roll out Outlook and you roll out groups, okay, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I've now got this distribution group. Hey, why is my... SharePoint group suddenly appearing in my Outlook here on my folders list. Something else I have to explain. Said no one ever. No. Sorry? <laughs> Why is my SharePoint uh, thing now appearing in my Outlook? Said no one ever when we are <laughs> introducing new Outlook. Ah, well, anyway, but no. I, get, I get your point. No, I get your point. Uh, but I think the bottom yes. line in all of this is something that we do particularly well, which is understanding the implications of our actions so we're, we're sitting here with with out with form at the moment going hey what happens if and we'll go off yep. and we'll find mm-hmm. it out yeah and the same thing with everything else you know if if, if you're saying hey we're going to roll this out and we're going to roll that out then we understand the implications of one over the other yeah and then you can explain it to the customer and say okay look, this is the risk that you're you're mm-hmm. doing inherently in here yeah the other problem i have and again, it's another conversation over the, over this last year and a half we've had is throw everything out there, let them use whatever they want. If you don't kind of do that, you never catch up. It takes you a year yeah. to roll out 5,000 people onto Exchange. It takes you an, a, another six months because you've started the SharePoint and the migration stuff. Mm-hmm. So that all of a sudden you're 18 months in and you've not yet rolled out to do You've not yet rolled out forms. You've not yet rolled out those smaller applications because you've been so busy doing the bigger applications. So even if only 20% of the organization want yeah. a better way of mm-hmm. managing tasks, then you know, also, you've know, you got those kind you, of delays in place. If you already want to introduce forms and to-do, for example, from the start of the project, that also means that you have to give everyone a license at the start already. And when you're rolling out uh, SharePoint or uh, Outlook or whatever, then you might want to wait until you buy licenses for everyone a few months in, and then you might gradually want to turn that up. You d- you're not going to do, okay, let's let's move to Outlook. So now today I'm going to buy 5,000 licenses of uh, Outlook, and then in six months' time, we'll have the first person using it. I actually think that's what most people do. They buy their E3 licenses and they get these apps anyway. Nobody buys these individual things anymore. No, but that's that's just a crazy cost. If you're but talking Microsoft about the five thousand, give you a deal for it anyway yeah, and convince course, you. By the course, time you you buy those, just buy the five thousand now, and we'll make sure we'll give you. I mean, look at the deal we managed to pull off with with a customer we dealt with a long time ago, where we ended up with E5s at the price of E3s. Yeah, you true. know, then yeah. there was a mm-hmm. kind of no-brainer. That was nice. Yeah. The the other thing that is becoming to home to roost for me more and more as I think about this, so maybe I should stop thinking about it, is the effort and resources needed to get to a fully rolled out Office 365 solution. So mm-hmm. do you know an organization that has completed their exchange, 
completed their SharePoint, they've done MS Teams, they've got forms out there, they've got to do out there, they've got stream out there, I don't they've got know, all these things. I don't, I don't know about any of those companies that have all that done because they're not calling me to do extra work. <laughs> no, they're but, only calling me if they're saying like we were thinking about doing this but imagine the change in adoption notice for this true it's huge it's but, huge it's huge, but it's huge imagine if you didn't do the whole adoption thing and you still did all the tech work how much money you're saving by actually doing the adoption work well i did a one of my mini podcasts uh, remember a while ago when i kind of just sat Small there in this, plug. Yeah. In this mm-hmm. no, 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 I, no. I what's, what's that name again uh, i can't remember <laughs> <laughs> okay go to systeve.rocks you'll find them on there okay. along with these podcasts as well i might add yeah. but i sat there and thought why bother paying for adoption you know adoption's costing three hundred thousand for the year just Roll the buggering stuff out there and send a few newsletters and let people find it themselves. Survival of the fittest. Just see kinda. what sticks. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Just throw it to the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. yeah. And if people can't figure it out, they're too stupid and they don't deserve to work in my fabulous company anyway. Fabulous. Perfect. 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 There you go. Yeah. We've just saved something like that. A lot of money. Yeah. But nobody and ever also, does that, it's, it's work software. They're not here to enjoy themselves. They're here to work, so they better enjoy that software. No. And there you go. This is the true Moraine Summers speaking to you now. And uh, when he sits there and goes, no, you're absolutely right. We should put the governance in place first for... He's bullshitting. He doesn't mean that at all. He thinks, just get it out there. No. It's my Jekyll and Hyde uh, face. Yeah. But it's true, isn't it? You know, you put that million and a half together to try and do that first year rollout and you put mm. in the adoption technique. But you never think of not doing it. I had a, a question today. I, I, literally, this happened. Somebody... Uh, came to, to talk about uh, about something and they were playing bullshit bingo. Mm. So as part of the conversation they you know they you know what bullshit bingo is. Yeah, yeah. You tick off the list of all the keywords you yeah. used. Governance, it went for six or seven or eight times. She went for six or seven or eight times. They went for so no giving games away here. But that's the question. So you spend three months writing the perfect governance document with all of this in, that in and, and all that mm-hmm. and you get this together and it's all documented how do i get that three months back what is the advantage of getting all of that done the governance the adoption planned da 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 mm-hmm. well, how do i ever get that time back because i'm delaying rolling out i'm delaying building i'm delaying doing all kinds of things you shouldn't be delaying because the adoption is a track that will run next to your no, rollout. Governance. So governance. Oh, governance. Also, oh, yeah. Governance mm-hmm. so, so kind of defines structure, yeah. security, no, no, blah, blah, true. blah, blah, okay. blah. Okay. Yeah. Although I don't believe everything should go into governance, but that's just me. No. But if you if but, you don't. But where's the saving? Where's the benefit from it? Well, if you don't think about how people are gonna use the platform or how you want, as a business, people want to use the the blah, 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 how you as a business want people to use the platform what are the rules of engagement what are the things they need to do the things they need to take care of things they sh- really shouldn't do if you don't think about those things you're gonna make wrong decisions and then you could end up um, or you will get up making mistakes that will probably cost you much more than the delay or the governance track rubbish iterative development iterative agile process Fail fast, try again, learn from your mistakes. 
Yeah, but it's also an not not a one size fits all kind of thing. Never is. So how will a governance fit? If you're going to define it for the same for everybody, how is it ever going to fit anybody? I'm really in a devil's advocate mood tonight, you are. aren't I? <laughs> you are. I'm being roasted here. <laughs> wow. I better hope that whiskey's worth it. Okay. Aye, it will no. be. And it will only be a few more minutes, naturally. Yeah, We've been yeah. going for 45 minutes, old son. Oh, now it's me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said we have been going oh, okay. for 45 oh, okay. minutes. Why are you no. feeling so... Uh, Attacked. You know? I yeah. don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm vulnerable. Vulnerable. Yeah. No. It's, the millenni- anyway. it's the millennialness in you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I think I quickly need to do a TikTok video or an Instagram picture and then I'll be all good. But uh, no, video. good. It's a, it's a good thing what you said, like governance. Um, why? Why bother? Why bother doing governance? I think it is important that you, you have to get certain things right. And don't get me wrong, I believe in governance 100%. I really, yeah. really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... But I don't think it includes everything. So I I no, think that, uh, you know, you need your security model documented. You need your structure documented. You need to know under what conditions you're going to roll out forms uh, and what it's going yeah. to be used for. Yeah. You need to be able to communicate to the users how they're going to use applications and sure. what benefit yeah. will have. Yeah. So I get all of those things, yeah. but it's not 400 pages long. No, no, no. It it, and it definitely shouldn't. No, 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 no. So I, I I do get all of that, but but it's true. It, it one size does not fit all. So you you no, know what what will be true for my sales team will be totally different for my sourcing team or my accountants or my whatever. Yeah. Except that there is an MVP that needs to be put in place that will allow you to develop your uh, architecture lifecycle content management. Yes. metadata yes. priority but allows the flexibility yeah. to build in i i had a i i did a lecture or something the other day to talk talking about this i can't remember where uh, what it was for now but i pointed out that if if we've got a hundred percent of what we need to roll out and this is the project my mvp needs to be as small as possible that will allow me to grow so yeah. if i if i do 15 percent of that Mm-hmm. That means the business has 85% that they can develop and build to suit their own yeah. applications. If I do 45% of it, then they only get 55% sure. flexibility. Yeah. So yeah. then they have to f- accept things that they may not work for them. I believe so uh, that uh, balance uh, is important. Yeah. I believe a very old man called that baseline governance a few months ago. A very old man <laughs> did call that baseline <laughs> governance. Yes. And I live by it very, very much. And, and, in recent months, I've been trying to work out what the bare minimum is. And as yeah. a percentage, for example, is it 5% or is it 15%? Mm, I thought I'm, 18 I'm kind of was the bare out. minimum. 18 yeah. was probably the oh, bare yeah. minimum. Yeah. So there you have it. 18% okay. baseline governance. If you know where you are aiming for, if you can get to 18% of it, then you can uh, claim your bonus. Yeah. I wish it was All that right. easy. Yeah. So... I apologize, my friend. I know that I've been giving you a grilling. That's I okay. Know, I, I know enjoyed okay. it. I enjoyed uh, it. Yeah. I still don't know whether we got an answer here. Um, I do we know don't. the smaller <laughs> applications, you can box them up. So, hey, we do two weeks communications. We do a rollout. We do two weeks follow-up. We wait a week, and then we start on the next one. And I think it's important to get them out as quick as you possibly can. Yeah. And then eventually the problem, what happens is... The problem is also, like, if you're going to roll... Uh, too much out and people get confused it will be too much so you there's a fine line between those two 
There is. I agree with yeah. you. And the problem is you don't always know how many or which particular ones actually want to uh, no. be able to do things. No. Shall what we have some fun that... and let the dog in? Hey. She's staring at us through the window. She keeps tapping the window trying to yeah. get in. Go on. Yeah. Open the door. See whether she'll just go and uh, settle Don't into a basket. Oh, it's raining outside. Oh. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Don't shake, little dog. Don't no, let, don't let do her that. go against you. Come here, you. Don't do that. Go on. Oh, no. Go and settle down in It's there. a typical thing what, what dogs do when they come in is they shake their fur. But that's okay. <laughs> Wow, I didn't it's even know that was going to happen. Otherwise, I would have said the same thing anyway. Yes, just of just course. to, to have the fun okay. of it. Good. But, anyway, uh, yes. Yeah, so I think that's go. a wrap. I think it possibly is. No, yes. it's not. It's not. No. Oh. Look, I have this thing here. Yeah, yeah, but it's a wrap for the people that don't like our whiskey content. Because what, do you we mean see... that people don't continue on and carry on listening now? All right. So no. those of you that enjoyed the Office Three Six Five, you miserable buggers, you're going to miss a great whiskey. But you can go now. Have you gone yet? Have you gone? Yes, you've gone. Great. So, welcome, whiskey lovers. We've got a little bit something special for you today. Tell them what we did two podcasts ago. We drank a whiskey called... Leche. Leche. Uh, Ledegue to everybody else. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, and that was the peated whiskey from the Tobermory Distillery. Put enough smoke in your mouth to chew on it. Kind of exploded. It was a bit like nitrogen popcorn. Yes, (laughs) it was. But it came from a particular distillery, didn't it? Yes, from the Isle of Mull, little small island. So you got the Isla Island, you got Jura uh, above it, and then you got Mull uh, one level above it. Ooh, I get very weird faces from Steve while he's smelling the bottle. Mm. So okay, that is promising. So the lechi was the, the, the very peated one. And, you know, I love peat and smoky flavors. So the Tobermory uh, 10 years that we're going to taste now is the... Um, Non-peated one, apparently. Non-peated, Until yeah. you stick that under your nose and then you might change your mind. Oh. Yeah, that was the kind of look out of my face. Ooh. So let, it is worth looking. So this is from the Tobermory Distillery. So their product called Tobermory... Mm-hmm. is for their non-peated version. And the one we had last time, which is the peated whiskey, which is sold as Le Daig, which is the one that we tasted last time. Yeah. Um, so there you go. But I actually really like the nose on this. Yeah, so We talked about it's, the nose on got, this before. It's got little hints of sherry cask, but not too much. Not enough to piss me off. No, I know. Hmm. Yeah. So what is we supposed to smell? Well, bright lemony gold. So that's the appearance and the color to start off with. Yeah, oh, I, get I that. think that yeah. that's true. Yeah, and uh, an oily island character with hints of lime, grass, flowers, malt, gingerbread, stewed fruit syrup, and finally polished oak. Now, anybody that can smell all of that stuff <laughs> is a wizard as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. So, I was just thinking, like, I don't smell any of those things. So what do you get out of it then, my friend? Well, I definitely get the, the island vibe, so the, the salty the salty things. I definitely get that. I get a little bit of, of, of sherry cask thing, so a little bit of fruit, red fruit, stuff like that. But definitely also the typical vanilla. I don't get the vanilla. I don't get anything sweet. No? 
But okay. I get lime. I do get the lime. So there's a hint of yes. the lime. Now that you mention it. And yeah, I also get yeah. that syrup they talk about, fruity syrup. Oh. But I definitely don't get the polished oak, which is great, because all I can think about is <laughs> the pledge that my mother used to spray on the table and wipe off yeah. when the, when I was a kid. And, I, and what I'm really sorry for is that I don't get the gingerbread. Yes, exactly. I was also like, oh, man. No. That so would for be me, awesome, but... I get fruit, I get lime. Yeah. So like a good fruit salad in the summer. It, yeah. Oh. Anyway, mm-hmm. that that is rather nice nose. That is a very very nice nose. So I love the color. It is it is very oily as you swill it around the glass. You can see the fat in the uh, in the whiskey. I love the color. We've had three or four beautiful colors lately. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to stop talking because I can see Marina's just taste it. Mm. Wow, very peppery, salty, peppery, big bang, big attack on the taste buds. It's not overly smooth, but it is drinkable. Wow. There is a lot of smoke on the back as well. This is very typically Scottish. Yeah. In terms of, you know, when I drink yeah. an Irish whiskey. Yes, you did it. You've been talking I to your it. glass. I did I'm talking in the glass. So it, it, has that, it has that got that typical kind of um, wow in the mouth. Um, salty, definitely. I don't get the pepper, but that's just me. I very rarely get the pepper. And the aftertaste is kind of a bit light. Well, take the sec- take a second sip. Yeah, I'm gonna do that in a minute. And then that that will change, because then it will be longer. It's not Lafroig long. It's not. It will not last until next week Friday, like a fr- okay. like a Lafroig will. But it is definitely there. Yeah, very salty. It's also smoother on the second or third taste, which yes. is fine. The saltiness mm-hmm. is there, especially on the sides. Yeah. Do you know what I, I quite like about this is, oh, I was about to tell you there's no caramel or honey. <laughs> I was thinking that when I when I was smelling it, like, mm, I, I, there's no honey smell at all. But it's if it's if it's caramel that you're tasting, it will be definitely very salty no, caramel. No, but I, but I can taste almonds. Oh. Uh, not initially, sort of. I didn't give you a lot, by the way. There's still more here because I know I you're know, driving. I know, I don't, know. So. Don't worry, don't worry. But yeah, just on the on the right at the back of the tongue, there's uh, that the sweetness of almonds is there, which is rather nice, actually. Yeah, this is actually quite nice. It's not as nice as Ladeg. It isn't. That That is turning into something special, and I cannot wait to taste yes. that again. Yeah. Me, me neither, because that was just mind-blowingly nice, and this, this is, this is something different. This is typically Scottish. This is, it is good. It's something different than the typical Isla whiskies. You still taste that it's a whiskey coming from small well, it's not Isla. It's an Isley, isn't it? So it's not it's not an uh, Isley whiskey as such. It's actually from the no, Isle it's of not. Mal. No, but you you, know, you do taste that it's coming from a little island because it's got that um, 
I don't know that that coastal taste and and smell to it. Certainly got the saltiness from it. There's no doubt about yeah. that. You know the other thing about this is, as you wait and you taste and you enjoy and you nose, it develops nicely. So I've had about three sips of this now, and uh, and and the nose, and it develops. It starts yes. to settle down a little bit. So those syrups, I'm still waiting for ginger. I love ginger, but I've not got that yet. But I could spend, I could spend a, a while drinking one of these and enjoying yes. the nose yes. and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I more def- stewed yeah. Fruits. This is this is more a whiskey to ponder. Yeah. If you're pondering about something near the. But that's fire what makes a great whiskey, yeah. isn't it? You know, yes. it's not that first sip. It's not the second sip. It's the seventh. And all of a sudden, you taste something different in it. You know, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the the tastes develop. Yeah. And and I know I'm an old git, and unlike you as a millennial. <laughs> but I I kind of really wish I'd, I'd discovered whiskey 20 years ago. Mm. I do. I uh, feel like I'm missing out. So like the Son of Pete I was talking about the other mm-hmm. day, the whiskey mm-hmm. that was from the Flavia people, and now 2,000 bottles and it's kind of gone. Nice. And uh, I'm never going to taste that again. I was in a little backstreet pub in Nottingham and and found it and drank it and went wow, and can't yeah, buy it anywhere yeah. now. It's sold out. We're on Son of Pete too, yeah. and so and like we were talking about what my whiskey collection earlier. There's lots of bottles with just three or four shots left in the bottom, and I kind of don't want to drink it. No, because, because once it's gone, gone, it's gone. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a very strange industry. Yeah. Because you yeah, need to enjoy it, but every time you enjoy this. it, you have less left. That's probably also what is kind of the appeal, I guess. Thank you, Moraine. Yeah. That is a, it's a nice discovery. It's definitely a bottle to ha- or a whiskey to have. It's definitely not for every week. It is definitely very, very, very good. It's not a whiskey that I would choose regularly from my no, collection. No, but every once in a while when you say, okay, now I need something with a punch, but something different, yes, I would go yeah. for this one. Cool. Well, there you go. So that's uh, Tobermory. Uh, it's 10 years old, uh, 46% proof, so it's kind of standard. The Island of Mull. And uh, yeah, I think that's a, a nice choice. I yeah. appreciate you yeah. bringing that on. And there's a Definitely. little bit there you can drink once you've driven home and uh, uh-huh. don't have to worry about the car. Well, what an interesting podcast. We're, we're actually Absolutely. now an hour and three minutes. Okay. So cool. me being an ass, uh, sitting there trying to wonder whether there's any value in rolling out the small <laughs> applications first. And in all honesty, I'm not sure that there is. You were kind of questioning everything. You're questioning adoption, questioning governance, questioning how we roll out stuff. (sighs) Oh, well. Do you get into a midlife crisis, existential? Oh, my midlife crisis, I passed a long, long time ago. But yes, I do appear to have been in the questioning mood. But I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope everybody else has. Uh, they're probably already cleared down going, ah, oh, that twat swearing about everything is not, you know. 
Uh, no, it definitely cool. got me thinking. Yeah, and I, and I don't mind doing that. I'm I'm fairly I'm very much into hey review you know retrospectives yeah. uh, and actually kind of work out whether we did the right thing and whether we can learn from it mm-hmm. next time. Um, the the danger with not doing this is things just don't get done. So I, I I spoke to a customer about doing forms about four or five weeks ago, and we still have not made any plans for it because. You know, we're still busy trying to do the big three. Yeah. Um, and I think there are some people that easily accept and adopt and work on the big yeah. three. Yeah. And then there's those people are then left kind of waiting and hanging. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. I think there's uh, there's certainly a case. So maybe that's another conversation. How, yeah. how do you make sure you're ahead of the game and not always lagging behind the latest mm. and greatest? Yeah. Because not only do you have to think about these new small applications and rolling them out, in the same time, you have Microsoft rolling out their new stuff and updates and changes and things that you exactly. know you can't yeah. kind of ignore. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, there's one thing that you can do. Install the new Office Pro Plus that will get you Bing at your uh, Google Chrome. Yeah. <laughs> you, and you think this is a bad thing? No, because no, because I, was, I actually um, installed it I installed the uh, Bing, uh, the Bing search uh, for Chrome, um, and I just did one-click login uh, with my Office 365 account, and I can now just search for people or topics or whatever, and I will. F- I, I found those. I find those well, uh, search results. I have the same and thing on my machine here. Brilliant! It works flawless. It's next, next finish. It is. Beautiful. I showed it to a few people already, and they're also like almost going towards Bing. So why would Microsoft not want to push that forward by making it a default yeah. feature of Pro Tools Three Six Five? I think one of the, the main blocker that we have is that people are used to using Google for everything for their yeah. search, and. I one of the things that I'm gonna do is I'm gonna test out Bing the next few weeks to see if I still get the results that I'm looking for. You won't. You'll get different results. But okay. the upside is if you know both sides, you choose the search engine yeah. that will get you what you need. So Bing is definitely more business focused. Google is more fun focused or more in depth. But finding business focused stuff in the Bing yeah. results is okay. differently. Yeah. So I this different, but you get used to it. Mm-hmm. And of course, only the whiskey drinkers have now heard this wonderful little piece of advice because everybody else turned off before the whiskey. Oh, poor them. All right. So, guys, um, we're going. I hope you've enjoyed this argumentative chat. Um, (laughs) And, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. A night in a bar and uh, you've had an argument with the missus. You're going to sit there at the bar and moan about everything because life is not always as smooth as it should be. And then oh. you get the most out of those. It's you know, yeah. different perspective oh. and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So that's what we've tried to deliver today. And those are the days Just that you get 600 it. listens to your podcast. They're the days we get 6,000 listeners to the podcast based upon our figures today. But that wasn't our doing. But it's all right. We'll work that one out later. Yeah. So anyway, I think it's a goodbye from him. And a goodbye from me. And uh, we wish you safe, happy travels. And please give us a five-star rating. Or yeah, what is it? thumbs up yeah, or thumbs a up, like or star, uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. Good night. Bye.